small village in the United Kingdom, which from a distance seems peaceful and inviting, the kind of place you might like to live in. But take a closer look, and you will find this is a village in crisis. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of A Village in Crisis. We're back after not being able to fit in a bonus episode recording due to work commitments. Why do we have work commitments? It's because you, the listener, is not good enough, is not doing a good enough job of promoting this podcast and allowing us to quit our jobs and do this full time. So thanks for nothing. Lee, long time no speak. How are you? I'd just like to say that... (laughs) Uh, you're doing that that was an amazing job at driving away the listeners we do have and <laughs> and also I'm not sure I would quit my job to, to to do this pod full time but how much money would you have to earn the, the thing is it's the longevity of, of it isn't it so even if it suddenly became a flash in the pan success mm. and you started monetizing it realistically long term could you turn that to your other half and say i'm quitting work to be a full-time podcaster which is an hour of our time twice a week (laughs) no i couldn't and i don't think it's about the money for me i'd get just so bored and demotivated yeah by not having anything to do on a regular basis although i guess if we if we got to the stage where you could consider quitting your job to run the podcast it would eventually lead on to bigger and better things like a tv yeah. show yeah i mean you'd be rehearsing for the swedish version of strictly come dancing <laughs> i would be fucking shocking at that <laughs> i'd be out in round one and it, everyone would be so pleased i would be gone as well they'd be like oh my god it's painful to watch this guy is not going to get better that's how i would <laughs> yeah it just it just I want... it can't go on I was in a club once, uh, yeah. probably with you, when we were at university, and a girl came up to me and said, I love the way you dance, because you're, you're dancing in a way that is a piss take, but uh, you make it still look good. And I, I just said to myself, that is how I actually dance. Yeah, I'm not taking the piss. <laughs> It was sort of a Napoleon Dynamite style. <laughs> uh, was that Club uh, Eros on the A10? I was making it sound fancy, and it was. It was in the uni uh, bar. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> really bad. But uh, Eros on the off the A10 was epic back in yeah. the day. Place to be. Especially if you're you're a footballer living in and around North London. Yeah. Be a little VIP bit on the balcony. <laughs> Darren Anderton and fat Frank Lampard in there, weren't they? There was the there's great rumour about there that somebody was going round injecting people with HIV infected blood on the dance floor. That that was a rumour of the time, I think, though, because there was yeah. always that you you'd stand in a queue, get a pin prick, and then you'd look down and there'd be a little tag on it saying welcome to the wonderful world of aids <laughs> was the rumors we heard from certain clubs right jason donovan performed at eros once and uh, uh me and a friend of ours uh chenille i don't know if you're with us but uh, jason donovan was so obviously coked up on stage right and we were just screaming at him from the balcony give us a line jason and then he, he stopped mid-performance and stuck his fingers up at us and told us to fuck off <laughs> good old jason that's no, probably why those... kylie or danny haven't got back in touch <laughs> yeah yeah maybe a bit of solidarity um, uh, I, I owe you an apology after last episode um why i was casting aspersions against your wi-fi connection um only only for the recording itself to sound fine uh, but it <laughs> sounded weird because i kept asking you to repeat yourself when you were in fact coming through loud and clear um, oh, so sorry about that and also i got a feeling that the listeners need to know that unbeknown to me you sent me a message on whatsapp saying 
uh, having trouble with my Wi-Fi connection. Yeah. Which I didn't see until after the recording. Yeah. But I didn't pull you up on that. I no. just thought, you know what? Neil does a lot for this podcast. What's the point? What 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 is there to gain from letting him know he's wrong? He won't like yeah. it. No, I don't like it. No. Um, but you're the bigger man, aren't you? I listened back to that episode, though. I liked it. I think it could it could even, I reckon, be one of our best. Uh, but when you're pumping out quality like we are, it's tough to tell. It is difficult. I don't. Every week, I feel like I'm. Uh, we're hitting a new ceiling. We're breaking through a new ceiling. Yeah. Do you do you think we're improving? Do you think it's a chemistry thing? Is our you know is the Lee Neil chemistry? Is this like 20 years of friendship? Is that really coming through now? I God, think it's we've both sort of relaxed into it quite comfortably. We've got an arm around each other. Yeah. Metaphorically speaking. Mm. And across the North Sea. Yeah. And I just think that maybe that's coming across for the listeners. Yeah. They're enjoying us being at peace with one another. Yeah. So just quickly, how was your weekend, Neil? Anything to report? Any interesting uh bits you'd yeah, like well, to share with us? Yeah, the the kids football team I manage um, won the quarterfinal of the cup six three, so we are now in the semi final, the semi finals of the cup. That's so that nice. was it's exciting. Very Ted Lasso there. Yeah. Um, How about you? We had a football match. It was just a, a friendly, and we lost three two, but we played some amazing football. And it wasn't. And I'd been told before the game. The two of the girls from the other team were actually a year older than our lot. And, their lot. and that kind of annoyed me. It irked me. Yeah. Not I, I didn't. I've <laughs> I've also uh, fallen out with opposition coaches on a no, numerous occasions. And Tuesday last week, I there's no football training for the kids at the moment because the coaches are getting drilled in certain aspects. Right. And on Tuesday, I turned up for a session on behalf of our age group for the club. Yeah. Uh, and the session was match like training. So how you train for match like situations. OK. We were told to turn up in our training clothes. And basically what happened was we did a warm up and there was a few sort of like knee bends and whatnot. And I, I was already feeling it. it yeah. A long time. since. But just in the warm up, you're blowing. In the warm-up, I'm already blowing. You know when you do the squats and then yeah. jumping squats? And I was just like, fucking hell, my legs are going to go in a minute. And then we had to, we had like six or seven different exercises to go through in about an hour and a half. And he said, I need four volunteers. And I thought, I'm going to get out of the way early doors. Yeah. So I put my hand up, stepped up, and it was like a 2v2 situation. And my my mind, my brain was reading everything that was going on and what I needed to do. My body wouldn't follow the instructions. It was <laughs> my legs had gone. Have you, you must have seen these clips on YouTube or whatever where people, you know, uh, one of the Brownlee brothers when his legs went. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like that, just trying to hold my fucking legs. <laughs> so I'm going for a ball and this woman that I'm like with, in, in some, the pair we were, yeah. she was going, get across, get across. <laughs> so I'm fucking trying. Oh, I can't. My body looked like it was just going to collapse, fold on itself like a pretzel. It was, yeah, I really felt it the day after. I I played veterans football yesterday and um, I came off injured with a quad strain after about 15 minutes. We were 1-0 down. The team went on to win Mm. 7-3. But towards the end of that game, there was people running for the ball whose legs just gave as they were running. So just slowly crumpling down to the ground. 90 minutes. 90 minutes is too long for Vets football. Well, yeah, and then the other thing I was going to say was me offering myself up early doors had no effect on how much I had to play because nobody else was willing to step in and do it. No, I've and it was seen absolutely you. freezing. So I thought, well, this is the only way I'm going to keep warm. So I, I sort of grew into the whole thing. And then we had a little match at the end, 7v7. It was a lot of fun. And then they, one of the blokes who was one of the coaches there said, oh, we have veterans football on these days if you, if anyone's yeah. interested. <laughs> and I just thought, I, I'd like to say yes in the heat at the moment right now, but I know that is uh, like just the injuries and, and 
bad things waiting to happen. You should get back into it. It's good fun. I highly recommend it. I don't think my knee would hold up, Neil. Uh, you surprised yourself. It's played at a pretty slow pace. Yeah, but I mean, I've operated on my knee twice. Mm. And just how, the idea of having to do it a third time, it's more the waiting around for an operation. Yeah, the recovery time. Visits, doing, you know, rehab and and not being able to do anything and, and oh, standing on a fucking wobble board. Yeah. Nah, I just, the payoff's not good enough for me on that, I'm afraid. Okay, let's move on then. Let, no, let's I... move on to the episode. Like, you may recall, it's been a while since we've recorded, hasn't it? But mm. in last week's episode, you suggested that Syrian children are scared of dogs. Yeah. Um, now, I know you've looked into that since, and I've done a yeah. bit of research on that too. Mm. Um, and as a result, I've stumbled across, I think, a bit of gold that we're going to look at in this episode. Um, okay. But from what I read about it, yeah. there, do, there seems to be a real stray dog problem in some areas of Syria and Lebanon. So your assertion may have some weight behind it. Also, mm-hmm. and I know you sent me this information as well. It yeah. seems that depending on your interpretation of Islam, some Muslims will avoid any contact of all dogs, thus making them appear scared of dogs. Well, what I found when I when I tried to find some evidence to back up my just sort of what could have appeared like a, a, a frankly ridiculous and random, slightly half racist rant. Mm. Um, it turns out that. Muslim children and Syria is made up of 90% Muslims. Yeah. From the source that I garnered this information from. Um, we call it the internet. The, yeah, the world, wild, <laughs> wide web. That uh, it's drummed into them at an early age to stay away from dogs. Right. So the appearing to be scared bit is factually wrong i believe i think they are genuinely scared of dogs because they're taught to be scared they're also taught that their dogs are super like like dirty, dirty. and low yeah. down and it's a so to be touched but that, that's only dogs. some interpretations of the faith isn't it from what i could gather but i'm not going to go into i'm just going to use a broad stroke for the whole muslim faith on, on this just <laughs> otherwise <laughs> okay i'm trying to <laughs> I, mean, I know, I, I know I, that's what you do. I apologise in advance, but it, we can't get into the politics of it, Neil. We, we, the pod isn't long enough. No. I'm just going to say the Muslim faith, as a general rule, says that stay away from dogs, don't be touched by them. Well, so, this pod yeah, is they nothing, if, if, if not educational, is it? Mm. Anyway, having put all this shit into Google um, yeah. and allowing, always, I always allow cookies because it takes longer to say no to them doesn't it um so I've, i had an amazing suggested video come up on my facebook three uh thread mm-hmm. and i wanted to share the audio of that with the listeners and i'll share the screen with you lee and you'll get to watch it too and i'll put the link for the video on on the social so here we go let me just try and do this you know i'm always good at screen sharing yep this could take a while good uh hold on share you're hearing Sorry. um you're hearing a lot of it. I believe in life after love. You said share. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I, I want to share my screen. Include computer sound. That's a mistake I've made in the past, isn't it? Mm. Share my screen. Can you see my screen? Yeah. Yeah, boy. Oh, hold on. Okay. Right, so before we start, this is, this video is from, it's a video from Joseph's Dog Training Solutions, um, and it's titled, How to Stop a Dog from Actually Biting You. Um, Now, apologies for the sound quality, but for some reason, Joseph has decided to film this in the middle of a windy film, a windy field, so... Hold on, let's get back to this. So here we are. Can you see him, Lee? This is Joseph. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. let's see if you can hear him. 
Can you hear him? You, no, because you haven't clicked on the, oh, I can't got hear. the sound muted. Oh, well done. Okay, we're going back to start, listeners. Okay, here we go. Here's Joseph. Yeah, go. What to do if you see a dog that is just about to attack you. So they haven't been here yet, thank God, right? And they, they haven't, they're about to charge or they're charging and they're barking at you. What do you do? Be very, very firm. If you have any fears, which, you know, I'm not surprised if you do have any fears, it's not a sin, but... It is not a sin to have any fears. <laughs> That's the first gem from from Joseph. What's your take? First impressions looking at Joseph. Well, first I thought he was Indian, and then he's got like an Australian accent, hasn't he? And then um, he's kind of overweight. Yeah. He's a big lad. He's a he's big lad. Broad, he's got you know, sort of flat. It's almost as if like Mo Salah's put on loads of weight and come out of the shower with flat hair. That's yeah. Sort of what he looks like. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. I would describe him perhaps as someone who masturbates on public transport. Ah, uh-huh, okay. You that kind of look. Oh, that, well, no, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't use public transport, so <laughs> <laughs> for that reason. Okay, it here he comes. So it's not a skin. It's not a sin. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Remove those fears. At least act like you're not scared. But either way, so you don't step back at all. Not even one step back. You hold your ground. And don't run. Don't don't start running because it will trigger the dog's prey drive and it, before you charge. So don't, there's top tip number one. Well, a few tips there. Don't be scared. Don't okay. be scared. Don't no. take a step back. Not a single bloody step when no. that massive no. growling dog is running at you. No, you just stand your ground and you don't run. Because you'll trigger the dog's prey drive. I think the dog's, if a dog's after you, its prey drive is triggered. <laughs> yeah, but you don't want to go into overdrive. <laughs> oh, that's true. You don't want to talk of a, over <laughs> a, pay, a, pay, a prey drive in overdrive. Um, but remember, this is a professional. This is Joseph, his dog training solution. So he's going to have a sensible solution on on how to... A bit like calm down an attacking dog. So let's, yeah. let's carry on. Look him dead in the eyes. Dead in the eyes. Look him dead in the eyes. Don't drop your glare from them. Do not drop your glare. Okay. Don't step mm. back. Look him dead in the eyes. Don't drop your glare. Now you're challenging them. You are challenging this dog now. One on one. <laughs> one on one. Mano, mano. You're going to see he's going to come out as a bigger dog. You. Or them. So now it's who's the big dog here. Yeah? Do you think about that? (laughs) (laughs) I hope this goes the way I I think it might. You glare them and you're like, hey, that's the that's your first thing. So this dog is running full pelt at you, you've stopped, you've stared at it, and you've said, Mm. Hey. Get out of here. Get out of here. And then they might not take that too well they might keep testing you a little bit so what you want to do is actually you want to hey get out of here and then you want to threaten them with with big movements and then some dogs usually they'll be like all right and they're barking the right right so we've we've gone for a hey get out of here the dog has not yielded we go for another hey get out of here um still not yielded big movements big movements and then most dogs will bark and run off at that point, apparently. So is that what you're going to do if every dog attacks you? Uh, absolutely, yeah. Hey, hey, get out of here and then wave your arms about. Yeah. But what happens if they don't run off? Well, I want to find out. He's going to tell us, isn't he? Usually that's it. Mm. If they keep going, if they keep barking and they stand the ground, they start approaching you. Now this is what you got to do. This is what you got to do. Okay. Here, this is coming from the fucking expert of Joseph's dog training solutions. Here, he's got the solution. Yep. You literally have to charge them head on, and man. Hmm. Charge them head on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Does he want us to butt heads with like a massive fucking Rottweiler? <laughs> fucking mastiff. I'm, right. I'll be honest, I'm not keen on the idea. Yeah, but remember, you've already been told not to be scared. Oh, well, that'll, yeah. I didn't say I was scared. I just said I wasn't keen on the idea. Okay. I, think I'll come out, I just think I'm going to come out worse. Okay, There's so a head, you on literally... head, head on head butting competition with a massive <laughs> dog that's skull is like five times the thickness of mine i just don't yeah. think i'm gonna fare too well well maybe maybe there's another option let's have a look and you get your dominant foot whichever one it is left or right one's the right and just you kick as hard as you can preferably underneath the jaw or to the side of the jaw there we go so you charge it head on and then you kick it in the fucking head <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Joseph. So far, so good. What an expert. Uh, so preferably to the his kick under- didn't look too uh, confident. He was he was off balance as soon as he lifted his big fat leg up. Yeah, once he was on one leg, he's in trouble. Yeah. But I would prefer actually one of these. Get me. Don't try go in and punching his dog while you're charging. Don't do that. Don't try and punch the dog while you're charging. No, no, no. That's obvious, right? Yeah. You don't want to put your hands in harm's way. You got, to, you got to kick that fucking dog right in the jaw. Use your feet. Use your feet. Allow distance between you and that dog. Trust me, man. I've literally had so much experience. Thank God, we, me and my wife moved to Lebanon after COVID. Lebanon, Syria's next door neighbour. Currently in a bit of bother, aren't they? Often in a bit of bother, I believe. So, yeah. so Joseph moved to Lebanon after COVID, and this is where he learned to protect himself from dogs. And we stayed there for eight months, and this is where I learned all this from, because I literally, the, the whole place is filled with stray dogs. We had to defend ourselves and other people at times. So your best bet is to use your foot, your strongest foot, to kick it might hurt your foot i think i fractured we've got a lie incoming from joseph okay with massive lie incoming from joseph <laughs> my foot because of me doing this in lebanon but it worked and there was a little girl getting attacked by dog by one dog beg your pardon i came in she was right in front of my house i went I gave up three, four kicks. One of my kicks missed, went to a concrete wall, and I, I injured my foot. So don't hit concrete walls. Try. Top tip. <laughs> Joseph's top <laughs> tip. Don't kick concrete walls. Yeah, do not kick concrete walls, okay? But he's mm-hmm. rescued this, like, there was a little girl outside his house being attacked by dogs. I mean, a dog, and he's come out and saved the day. What an advert for Joseph's dog training solutions. Absolutely. Not too, right? But that got the dog off that little girl. It saved her life. Literally saved her life. Stop stop screaming. Don't scream and don't yell in fear. That he's directing that at you, Lee. Yeah. I mean <laughs> this this guy, I'm I'm a I'm really um bedazzled by how like his body shape is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> He's I mean, such a I'm, creature. Where, where I've paused it at the moment. Yeah. If he approached you in the street, I think I'd treat him the same as a dangerous dog. Yeah, I kick, wouldn't. Kick, kick, get away from me. I, it'd be difficult not to have fear if he if he looked at me though. Yeah. I would I would want to step back from him. Would you do a couple of big arm movements and a couple of hey hey? <laughs> that get would be it. funny if you took his in his uh his instructions and applied it to people in the street yeah. <laughs> that you felt a little bit <laughs> and you were just there waving your arms again hey hey <laughs> get out of it people would be actually fucking mental yeah i think quite a lot of people would back off wouldn't they yeah, i would would you Based on what you've seen so far of Joseph, he, he runs a dog training solution school, obviously. Uh, would you take your dog to Joseph to be trained? No, because, you know, any time a flat no, a strong no. <laughs> uh, the reason being that 
uh, most videos I've seen of dog attacks or dog information, there's usually a dog in there. Yeah. And the bloke's usually wearing some massive padded jacket or and a padded arm. Yeah. And then there's a uh, there's a proper military type stood next to the dog. And you just have full confidence in that guy that stood there looking like he's ready to that dog will listen to him. I yeah. think if the dog comes into this video at any point in the next couple of minutes, it's gonna go badly for Joseph. Um, it would be fucking amazing. But anyway, so don't scream, don't yell in fear. Don't be like, ah, don't do that. Don't do that. The dog will the dog will mess you up. Don't do that. And I don't want anyone commenting saying, oh, well, pulling apart the dogs doesn't work. I'm not telling you to pull apart the dog. I'm telling you to bloody kick it in the face. And if that doesn't work and the dog still charges you, right? Okay. So we're in deep shit here. We have waved our arms and said, hey, get out of it. We have now kicked the dog in the face. We charged the dog. We We charged. We we glared it down. Then we charged it. Yeah. The dog's still coming. Yeah. And you're still, well, pause it. You're also been informed that you're not allowed to to scream. You can't scream. And and what we just say, hey, hey. Yeah, you can't scream. You can't go, ah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a flat no on that. Um, And he's just he's just told us that one or two percent of dogs do not respond to the kick in the head. Okay, so this is this is what we have to do for that one or two percent. So what he said was there. That's why you have to choke them out. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting in the grapple now with the dog. So basically. (laughs) The the one percent of motherfucking hard dogs. Yeah. Aren't scared are not put off by these professional tactics to to stop them from biting and maiming Kick them as hard as you can in the head. head. He said, don't whatever you do, try to punch them. He's now recommending you get even closer yeah. to the dog. Yeah. Yeah, fair dog enough. If the dog gets you, give it something to bite. Don't let it choose where it wants to bite. Give it something. Give it give it your handbag. Give it give it your jumper. Oh, just take my jumper off. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> oh, it just wants something to bite. Oh, I'll just take my jumper off and give it that. I'll take my handbag off. There you go. I'm not convinced it wants something to bite. I'm convinced that that dog is very much set on by in you yeah it, I'd say, i don't think a jumper is going to do the job it, it's got its heart set on harming you i'd say at this point remember this is the top one or two percent of dangerous dogs in the world yeah uh, your side bag if you've got a side bag i don't know give it something to bite mm-hmm. don't let it go for the leg no don't let it get you in the back. No. Anywhere behind you, because then you can't choke it out anymore. Mm. If you have a choice and you're gonna get bit, and you got, and you know you're gonna get bit, and you have no more choice, I personally, this is up to you what you want to do. I personally would give it my left arm. He's now volunteering his left arm to the dog. <laughs> I'm okay. claiming getting bitten in the back is better than getting bitten, unless it goes to the back of your neck. Yeah. And you're fucked. But, but yeah, volunteering but... your left forearm, like he, he's just in a t-shirt in this field in the middle of nowhere, uh, Joseph here. So he's he's volunteering his bare left arm, but I suppose he I'm hasn't still... got a side bag or a jumper with him. That's what I was about to say. He ain't wearing any of the stuff he was going to offer up to the dog. No. So he's not prepared at all for a dog no. attack. What no. part of your body would you offer up to a dog, Neil? You know what, Lee? Don't, be... don't say you will eat again. <laughs> Again. I'd be breaking. I'd be breaking every rule at the moment. I'd be screaming, high pitched, and running. So it'd be on my back in in a matter of moments, and have his teeth around my neck, and I'd be bleeding out. Hmm. Okay. Who's got the Who's got the 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 uh, What am I saying? The strength of mind at that point in this panic situation. Think right. I'll offer up my left arm. I fully believe that in these sort of situations, it's like when they when you're being attacked by somebody who's going for your wallet or your watch or whatever. You have to go to Krav Maga lessons like three times a week to constantly train that part of your brain 
to know, oh, someone's grabbing me here. This is what I'm going to do in this situation. Right. Otherwise, it's it's, practice, practice, practice. Yeah. Otherwise, it is just a you fall back on a whole lot of flapping around and and doing all the things that dear Joseph here is telling us not to do. Yeah. Well, let's see. So he's offered up his left arm. Yeah. And allow it to bite my left arm. And then with my right, with my right hand, after the dog's bitten, because usually these dogs, they're biting and they're latching on. Mm. I would grab from underneath the throat right here and squeeze the living daylight out of it. Eventually the dog will let go. As soon as the dog lets go, boom, to the ground, get my knee, put it right on top of its stomach, suck the absolute life out of it. When he- so, no fucking with Joseph, is there? <laughs> I love, his, I love his supreme confidence. Yeah. He's had his arm absolutely mangled. <laughs> but he's got the wherewithal to, to put... He's, he's going to choke out these dogs, their necks. It's just yeah. muscle. Yeah. It's just muscle there. It's nothing else. He's going to choke... I get a sore hand from ho- holding a, the eye scraper on the car <laughs> for too long. I mean, this guy's going to... I don't know. I don't know. And then he's going to fucking body slam the thing. Yeah, so it's it's attached to his left arm. He's choking it. Uh, listeners, what he did is he came from underneath to the to the neck with his right hand. Um, he's he's choked it out, and then he's body slammed it, and then he's knee dropped it. Don't let go. You keep going until that dog is actually knocked out, and you have the choice whether you want to keep going, take the life out of it. If your life, if that dog is so dangerous, you've done everything that I've told you to do and it's not working, you might have to take the dog's life. Fucking hell, Joseph. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with him on this one. If if you've gone that far, you may as well kill the thing. Then at least you can say you you killed a a raving mad dog with your bare hands. If you have got to that point, I'd say, yeah. Choke it go, go the whole way. Yeah. Because if that dog's not willing to stop after getting booted to the head and everything else and you charging it, yeah. it's intent on killing you. God forbid. It's intent on harming you. You don't want that in your you don't want that dog to wake back up. Oh you again. Boom. So there we go. You again. again. Boom. Boom. But that's uh, someone that's been in Lebanon. He doesn't seem scared of dogs. He's not. He's not scared of dogs. In fact, dogs are scared of him. Oh, your uh, dog's very calm. Where did you get that trained? Um, I took it to Joseph's um, dog training. Um, he's actually shit scared of his own shadow um, because <laughs> Joseph constantly beats the living shit out of him. J- Joseph. Um choked the life out of him and, and knee dropped him one time yeah um now there's as you can imagine there's about 1500 comments on on that so i've just taken out a little thread within a thread for you to look at because some of the comments were were amazing um i'll get to give them their names because i'm never going to encounter these people sergio martinez this is great advice as a little kid when i was in mexico i'd get attacked by dogs and would do this to keep them from attacking if a wall was behind me, I would use it to keep them in front of me while it could be more than one. Well, when it could be more than one, I carried a knife for no other purposes. Animals can sound aggressive if hungry, scared or injured. I ain't being bit yet doing this. Are we underestimating like the fact that there's a, a real problem? Yeah. For certain people when it comes to dogs. Yeah. But I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you who there isn't a, pro, a problem for. Mark Selby. He's on next. Hey, Joseph, when the dog is about to bite, as a last resort, you can jam your hand down its throat and choke it. Because when your hand arm is in its throat, the dog can't actually bite. That's true. Yeah. I imagine it's true. If there's a pack of dogs, they will turn on that dog, especially if it's screaming in pain. Then you pull your hand out and get the fuck out of there. Why will it turn on that dog? Maybe because that dog's showing weakness. How do you get to the point where you've put your your fist and forearm down a dog's throat? 
the very idea just unsettles me. It just feels a bit like I can imagine it's all nasty in there as well. Yeah. Smelly. Oh. Richard Baker annoyed. comes in. That's my go-to response too, Mark. <laughs> it does sound like a. Uh, I bet these guys, these guys that are on here, they're they're definitely uh, hoarders and bunkers, aren't they? Definitely. What's it called when you're preparing for end of days? Uh, it's called. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. Like kind of Armageddoners or something. Um, yeah, I mean, I won't deny that I have a certain. Yeah, you stockpile a few bits of bobs, don't you? Stockpiling. Yeah, I've got water, stuff like that. Fuel. Cindy Battery Walls pack. comes in. I bet the animal activists will just love this man's method. I love animals, but if a dog is hell-bent on attacking me, that dog will have shortened his lifespan to zero. And Pepe comes in and says, Cindy, would you do it with your bare hands? And Cindy said, Pepe, absolutely, if necessary. <laughs> um, Scott I love said, the supreme confidence of these people. Yeah. When... Are they are they see it like they have no consideration for the fact that what they're describing could possibly be the most scary moment of their entire lives. Yeah. I couldn't think of if there's a dog, a one percenter. Yeah. That is willing to like is going for your face and they're not fucking slow. No. No, it hasn't. Like, you know, you've you've hated it twice. You've made yourself big. You said get out of it. You've kicked it in the head and it's still coming at you. You're in a world of trouble. Yeah, I would. There's not a lot of fun involved in a dog attack, I don't think. JP uh, McElor um, responds to Cindy, who says she'd absolutely kill it with her bare hands if necessary, and says, dream on. <laughs> and, and, and Cindy says, are you implying that I can't kill a dog with my bare hands? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, come on, what the fuck yeah. are you implying there? So to which JP says, you wouldn't have any hands or legs to kill with. God, um, Cindy sounds like, um, you know, what's his name from uh, Monty Python? Yeah. <laughs> the night. Yeah. Uh, Cindy says, JP, you were so full of bullshit. Martial arts comes in very handy. Um, to which JP says, cloud cuckoo land, Cindy, go and take your Ritalin and calm down, you Egypt. And she, she says, why don't you? You're nothing but a smart ass. To which he responds, OK, Bullshido, you are like a parody of yourself. I could just see you in your naf karate uniform getting ripped to, shred, ripped to shreds trying to fight a mastiff. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone else comes in and says, hey, Cindy, when a dog attacks, I hope you're dressed for it. <laughs> Oh, did she uh, did she come back from that? No, she's gone away. She's like she's like a dog whimpering in the corner. Oh, that is brilliant. Yeah. So it's that was a bit of advice to that, uh, that that thread, hasn't it? The, the yeah. Village I mean, advice. I could have. That was a massive thread, but because that's a thread where no one's ever going to meet the other person, they could just they could do what they want in there, couldn't they? Yeah. No, they did say quite a bit there themselves, didn't they? But yeah, I thought. You know, it's not about the village this week, but I thought there'd been talk of dangerous dogs. Um, so I thought it's useful to give a lesson to people in how to protect oneself. And you have done that. I've watched that video about seven or eight times. It makes me piss myself laughing. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you actually see him, like you say, how, how unsteady he is on his feet. When he just goes to demonstrate one kick. <laughs> yeah, he um, he didn't look uh, he didn't look the part. I'll say no. that much. No, his best defence is that he's got a fair bit of fat on him, and the dog might just get hold of some of that. Oh, taking absolute fucking chunks out of him, no doubt. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I was 
me and um, a few friends were hiking in and climbing Mul Hacien in uh, Spain's Sierra Nevada. Right. 10, 12 years ago. And as we were sort of like, before we got onto the proper mountainside itself, we were still quite high up. And we got, we were going through a sort of small valley. I say va- not a valley at all, but sort of in a sort of village, but it was a, embankments up on either side. Right. And we were stalked by a pack of dogs on either side of us. I wouldn't have liked that. And it was fucking unnerving. And we were four blokes. Um, you know, two of them. And the, the fourth guy was a friend, uh, Victor from Sweden. And he was bigger than all of us. But we were all silently jostling for the best place to be yeah, walking in. Furthest so away from the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and I know everyone was as nervous as I was. I, mean, I put the willies up me. And they they were stalking in a way where it was like heads down, sort of close yeah. to the ground. Not sort of just a, when I say stalking, I, I genuinely mean stalk, stalking. When um, well, if one of them had gone at you, you have to take the lead of the pack. You have to put your fist and arm down its throat, mm. and then the because it's yelping in pain, it can't bite. Then you see, and then because it's mm. yelping in pain, the other dogs will attack that dog. Then you just wrench your arm out and get out of there. Have you have you read uh, Call of the Wild? No. Is that Jack? It's- Someone. Oh, it is Jack somebody I can't remember, but it's a it's a classic. It's about uh, a dog that is part wolf, right? And he gets sort of saved and adopted and taken on in like a husky team. Yeah. And it's written as if he's the the narrator of the book. What the dog? Yeah. Mm. And he talks about how he has to take out the leader, who's a real mean motherfucking husky. Uh, so that he can be the leader of the pack. Mm. I have to take up leader. Mm. Yes, go to eat some food first, and then. <laughs> yeah, that's how I read all 300 pages aloud in, in, a, in a little woofy dog voice. <laughs> My wife's lying there next to me again. Are you still? When are you going to finish that book? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know when I'm going to finish it. Well, you want to take a look at you, don't you? <laughs> and then she's. I'm humping her leg and she's going, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm in heat. I'm in heat. <laughs> I'm good, dog. <laughs> Give me a treat. Give me a treat. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but a highly recommended uh, book. It's not, I say 300, but it's not even that. It's, I think it's like less than 200 pages. Really good book. I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah. Maybe I'll ask for it for Christmas. Yeah. Is that what you've asked for? Books. Well, maybe I will. No, uh, no, I haven't asked. Uh, I don't know. There might be a book I'm getting. Yeah. Yeah. I've asked for a book and a couple of diaries or a notebook and a diary. I need pants and socks. Are you going to buy those pants with the fake bulge? Yeah, definitely. Can't stop thinking about them. Get your kids to buy it for you for Christmas yeah. as well. It's slightly weird. I might get some <laughs> of those ones that make it look like you've got a nice hot ass as well. Oh, here's the thing. I was working yeah. on Friday night in the restaurant and there was this, this uh, I'd say middle-aged, maybe around the bloke was about 50. Uh, the woman was a, bit, a few years younger. They were sat at the bar and I, they were probably having an affair the way the sort of like the making out was going on. Right. Because um, it's not often you see sort of middle-aged people making out in a bar like that no anyway when uh when she went to the bathroom he was sat there on the bar stool and he had a massive erection (laughs) (laughs) and i went over to uh, the restaurant manager who's a woman and there was another waiter stood there and i i said to him go check out the guy sitting at the bar he's just been making out that girl now she's gone and he's sitting there with a big big erection going on and uh, my the restaurant manager, she's like, oh, Lee, why do you have to? No, I'm not going to go and look. <laughs> uh, but then uh, the waiter said, I'll go, and, I'll go and have a look. And then every time he had to walk past the bar, because that's where his section was, he was like trying not to look. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell that I'd got him. Yeah. He had to stare at this bloke's boner all the time. <laughs> but that guy, sat there, that guy sat there 
legs sort of he wasn't there was no trying to hide it he was just loud and proud in the moment he was love he was lust crazed yeah a cloud had descended upon him and he was just it was one thing on his mind if it wasn't a fair might have been the first bone he'd had in a while wanted everyone to know about it he might have taken those pills what are they called uh not Viagra, the other ones that, that kick in when you get aroused. Isn't that Viagra? No, Viagra just works. Oh, so Viagra is like constant stiffy. You, you take a Viagra, I don't know how long, say an hour later, you get stiffy and that's it, you've got stiffy, right? <laughs> Deal with it. Uh, this other one is you take it and nothing happens until you find yourself in an amorous position. Right. So he so might have taken it thinking for later on in mind. Yeah. So that she wouldn't know that he had to take this pill. But then he'd got mm. all amorous. They'd got amorous in the bar and then he's got his boner and he's like, this is it. Now I have this. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of uh, ingenious, though, the fact that they've taken a Viagra and made something uh, good. Great. Yeah. In its, yeah, that they're able to do that scientifically. I heard on the radio the other day a great show. Uh, my mum comes round on a Thursday. I played Scrabble with her. Um, had Radio Two on, and they had that Jeremy, is it Jeremy, uh, what's his name? Jeremy Vine. Jeremy Vine, his show. Yeah. You know where dickheads phone in basically and complain yeah, about yeah. things. Um, and they were talking. It was Viagra's twenty fifth anniversary or something. So they were talking about that on there, the positives and negatives. And this woman phoned in, gave her name, right, and she had quite a distinctive voice, and then went on and on about how her husband uses Viagra, and uh, when he uses it, um, he becomes like very forceful, and you know, their sex is almost non-consensual, and but, and she was on the radio like there must have been people at home listening going is that carol <laughs> is she talking about dave yeah and then um, and i was sitting there with my mum listening to this like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and she's and the woman's going and on 70 you know so you know viagra's all good and well but what if i don't want it and then dave's demanding it three times a week and you know he gets very angry if he's not able to ejaculate <laughs> sitting there like doop, 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 oh doop. My God. well what was the advice that was given because i know that i would say uh carol i i, mean, I don't want to make you sound like a victim but that is pretty much what yeah. rape is yeah well that's they did have an expert on there that said that she should seek proper that well the pair of them should uh, go to counseling i think was the uh i'll tie this for size I um given some placebos. My, back in the day, my uh, dad, uh, sorry, my brother um, supplied me with some Viagra. We're talking right. like twenty, uh, about like twenty odd years ago. And my dad came up to London to pick me up from where I was living, so we could go and watch Tottenham play. And he said, "Oh, I bought up those books you wanted, and uh, yeah, those uh, little blue pills that you wanted from your brother are in the back as well." <laughs> and I went, oh, all right. And I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't get like ashamed or embarrassed by those comments. But then I've taken out, I was like, oh, where are they then? I took it out and I pulled the little the wrapper out, and there was supposed to be four in there, and there's only three. I said, <laughs> did he, did he only give me three? He went, no, no, he gave you four. They work all right. <laughs> oh, oh God. <laughs> oh no and you met my dad several times so you yeah. can under, under, imagine exactly how he would have said it as well yeah the last time i met your dad he was starting a fight with someone on a train yeah that's uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was and every time the situation calmed down he managed to turn around and say something yeah. even more offensive <laughs> to just to stoke the fires a bit more yeah to someone who was clearly a football hooligan yeah, and and I remember we where did we get to? It was at Liverpool Street Station. Yeah, and I we just had to escort him to the tube, didn't we, from the train? <laughs> and I was like, All right, and I just saw him. We saw him get on there. I turn around and it was like, I need a fucking drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
my right. god. Just had to make sure that bloke didn't follow him as well. Yeah. Yeah, that Good was funny. Times. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, this has turned into more of a natter than anything about erectile dysfunction and I don't know. I, like all roads lead to an erection, so I would say. Well, on that note, what a way to end it. Um, thank you, Lee, for your time. I know you're a bit delicate today. Got a bit of a hangover. I think that probably came across to the listeners. You know, they might be thinking, Maybe listen, in the beginning. yeah, in the beginning. I needed to be interacting, listening to the video. Uh, was probably like the hardest moment for me yeah yeah I could see you were struggling there yeah I had to sort of uh, maintain some form of focus but yeah thank you for holding my hand through that um, hey, I'm here for you brother it's strange I said to you earlier off off uh, off mic that I mean I left the restaurant last night about nine o'clock I was at staff party I mean I left at nine yeah and you're still and hanging now and I'm feeling you know that I don't know. I didn't smoke. If I'd smoked last night, I think that I'd would make you feel real absolutely rough. horrendous. Um, well, progress. No smoking, leaving at nine. It's all good. Yeah, I didn't fall asleep on the on the subway either. That's real. That's real progress. Mm. Mm. I made sure I had battery on my phone as well. Wow, you're real growing up now. Yeah. So. <laughs> If you put all the stuff that I didn't do last night, you'll then know what happened to me the last time I went out on a staff <laughs> party. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, next time we'll be looking at something from the village, something a bit more local. But yeah. you know, just remember, if there are dangerous dogs out there, and I hope now you've got some kind of idea of how to protect yourself. I think the, the what I've taken from it is just shove your throat, your hand down its throat from yeah. the off. All the rest yeah. of it, don't bother with it. Yeah, I'll put the I'll put the link on, and you can see Joseph in action. Thank you. Okay. All right. Bye then, Lee. Bye, Neil. Bye, listeners. And that's the end of another encounter with the villagers. Hope your week isn't as stressful as theirs. And tune in next week for more Village in Crisis. <laughs>